listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm Chris. And I'm April. And we are back to talk about some awesome stuff tonight. We are going to have a review of John Wick 3. We're going to do a top three, top three career resurgences we want to see. But before we dive into all of that, as always, we want to remind you to follow us on social media. Come follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. Find us on Facebook by searching the Screeners Podcast. We want to hear from you. Just this week, we had a listener named Hugo. He messaged us uh, with some follow-up from our last week's episode when we were playing Flick Chart. Chad gave us this, this movie that none of us had even heard of. We thought it was some random, small little movie, Uncle Boon Me Who Can Recall Past Lives. We, none of us had a clue what that was. Well, Hugo informed us. He said, Dear friends of the podcast, uh, I would like to contribute. You mentioned the movie Uncle Boon Me. This Thai movie won the can Palm d'Or some years ago. It's a difficult movie, but very interesting. I think Chad and maybe Josh would like it. So, yeah, uh, our friend Hugo informed us there. It's actually a legit movie. It's just from Thailand, and we so none of us had seen it. But it won Palm d'Or, I think, in 2011. So it's it's a legit movie. So there you go. So maybe Chad and Josh should check that out, even though neither of them are here tonight. <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> none of us should should watch that movie, apparently. Uh, no, it's interesting. So, yeah, so there you go. A little follow-up from our, from our Flick Chart episode. All right, without further ado, let's dive right into our main event, a review of John Wick 3. Jonathan, what have you done? To dream the impossible dream. There's no escape for you. The high table wants your life. To write the unwritable wrong. Tell me what you want. Passage. I can't help you. To reach... Do you expect him to make it out? A $14 million bounty on his head. And everyone in the city wants a piece of it. I say the odds are about even. The IMDb description of John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum is Super Assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild. And with a $14 million price tag on his head, he is the target of hitmen and women everywhere. All right, this uh, is uh, the third film, as you probably guessed by the title, in the John Wick franchise. It stars... Everyone in Hollywood, unbelievable. Angelica mm-hmm. Houston is in this. Um, we've got Ian McShane, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Halle Berry. Of course, Keanu Reeves is back in the titular role. Uh, some amazing, uh, some amazing cast members uh, here. And you know, we're on number three. I, I guess I would never have expected that from the yeah. first film. Yeah, um, really. You know, the first movie was all about uh, a boy uh, losing his dog and being very upset a boy about that. Losing his dog. <laughs> Um, so, uh, here we are. Boy. Yeah. A little boy. Um, so here we are. Number three, I'd be very interested to know what you guys think first of the, of the first two films and then kind of what your general thoughts are on John Wick three. And then we can take a moment and then hop into spoilers, uh, if we feel like we need to. So Daniel, why don't you tell us what your kind of affinity is for John Wick mm. and what you thought of chapter three? 
Yeah, so I actually missed the first two John Wicks in theaters. So, hmm. I, this, so John Wick 3 was the first one that I've seen in theaters uh, because the first one I actually thought looked stupid from the trailers. I thought it wouldn't be no good. And so I just skipped it altogether. And then obviously I, I saw the, the just, you know, rapturous reviews that it got, the, the high praise that it got. So I checked it out when it came to Blu-ray and... I liked it a lot. I think it is. I think it's really good. And and then I caught up with the second one as well. And same. I thought. I think they're really good. Of course, the action is just insane and on a whole other level. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's what that's what attracts us to these to this franchise. And and so yeah, I think they're I think they're really well done. I, and especially of the first one, I really appreciated the world build, world building because this isn't just. You know, it's not just a hitman movie. It's got its own mm-hmm. kind of mythology, right? It's got the, you know, uh, it's got rules and it's got these locations that they go to. It's, it's, it's so, it's, so it's interesting. Uh, and so that that brings us to John Wick three Parabellum, or Chapter three, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so yet again, the action is is insane. That's the that's the best word to say it. It's it's insane. It's brutal. It's the action is really creative and unique. It doesn't feel like especially in the CGI field summer um uh you know with Endgame which I love. Endgame's fantastic. But the action just feels like it's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. There are there is CGI, there are special effects, but so much of the action just feels real. You can tell the stunt work. You can tell the guys are really doing this. Guys and girls are really, really killing it. Um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of hard work uh, goes into these stunts, and it, and it pays off because the stunts are just amazing. There's a long fight scene in... I guess a knife store that is just mm. wild. At the, at the beginning of the movie you're talking about? Yes. That first, man, it, what an incredible sequence. Oh my Holy gosh, cow. it's insane. I've never seen anything like it. Oh and it's, my gosh. It's it's ridiculous and dumb and awesome. Um, <laughs> and so it's just so good. Uh, but it's not just the fight scenes. The cinematography in this film and, and all three films is beautiful. I mean, just the way it's shot, the color usage, the dark, you know, the, the use of kind of darkness. Most of this movie takes place at night uh, or if not all of it. And uh, and so it's just it's just really beautiful to look at and really, really enjoyable. Now, all that said, the film is I think kind of an acquired taste. You have to like a certain type of film in order to like this. I don't feel that this is exaggeration. I feel I feel I'm saying this pretty close to literally. The movie is 95% fight scenes. It's just pretty much nonstop just fighting from beginning to end <laughs> with very little else in between here. Very little story. Now, I say that because this movie is two hours and ten minutes long. Oh, really? It's was rel- it? Oh, wow. It's a relatively long movie. Hmm. And in that long of a movie, for it to be almost exclusively fighting, it was a little too much for me. There was just, by the end, I was actually kind of bored. As amazing as the action is, wow. by, by, by the climactic fight scene, I was like, oh, okay, just, all right, m- just more of it. Okay, you know, that's fine. And so it's just, I mean, the plot is so simple. There's just very little story. The, the plot can be summed up in one sentence. John Wick is excommunicated and everyone's trying to kill him. That's it. That's the extent of the story. There is nothing else there. That's it. And so it's interesting. I think if this movie had been an hour and a half, I would have loved it. That would have been really perfect. It just would have been it. But there's not enough story to maintain two over two hours. Um, and so, yeah, so it was a, it was too long for me and too much of the same stuff. Now, the, the same stuff I'm talking about is awesome. Like I said over and over again, the fighting is incredible. 
but with nothing else, literally nothing else in the movie, uh, it was a little too much for me. A little bit too much of a good thing. And so, uh, still, overall, it's a blast. This movie is super enjoyable. I wish there was a little bit more substance, a little more story there. But I know that that's, that's not why people are going to John Wick. That's not why these movies are a success. I, I, I'm very aware of that. But for me, in an over two hour long movie, I got a little bit bored by the end. So, it's still very good, but that's kind of where I landed. Got it. April, for you, was this too much of a good thing? Uh, you know, I think I think I disagree with Daniel there. I really mm. enjoyed it. Um, and but also I Daniel, I saw your little review tweet that said it was mm-hmm. very little story before I saw it. So I was going in thinking that it was just going to be all action. So for me, I actually thought there was a lot more story than I thought there was going to be. So I think that Agreed. made me more pleasantly surprised. Mm, interesting. Um, and I can go into specifics in spoilers. But yeah, I, so I loved... So when I first saw the first John Wick, my husband and I, we would do Tuesday date nights because they were $5 movies and it was like half-off appetizers at this cool like Mediterranean place down the road. So we we would always see a movie every Tuesday. And we had not, we didn't know anything about John Wick at the time because it was, I think it had just come out. And so we're like, hey, we'll just see this one. And it was so much fun. Like, I love dogs. And just the (laughs) fact that this guy was going off because of his puppy. And obviously there was more with his wife and all this stuff. But, oh, it was so much fun. I thought the second one was equally as fun. Just the world that they build. it's, It's not your typical, like Daniel said, it's not your typical action film. There's... The world is just so cool, just a whole world of assassins, and um, yeah, like, it's just, I just, I loved it. And so, for John Wick 3, you kind of, I was expecting pretty much the same as John Wick 1 and John Wick 2, and it really is pretty much the same, but that sameness is awesome. And I just, I love watching Keanu Reeves just kick butt. The sameness is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't, I mean, no one's going to see John Wick for the art and for, like, the sophisticated story. And, you know, like, so I I am, April, I am. (laughs) So I think for what, what John Wick 3 Parabellum is, I thought it was great. Fantastic. Uh, look, if you were to look up movies that Chris enjoys, <laughs> this would be at the top. I had so much fun in this movie. I think it's the greatest dance film of all time. Um, and I mean that sincerely. The The fight sequences in this film are, are dances. Mm. Um, and they are choreographed flawlessly. They yes. look amazing. They are shot well. You never lose an, an understanding of like space and place. Like you understand where John Wick is, where the bad guys are, what you know instruments are available. You, you there is just, I mean, the the first action sequence or the first fight in this movie is you know, it takes place in a library, um, mm-hmm. and that is just like. I mean, they 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 fight with books, guys. <laughs> their their weapons were books. Um, yeah. It, yeah. it it was so it's so ridiculous. But that is a part of the. I mean, the world is ridiculous. They're not they're not trying to um, display a sense of realism here. This is mm-hmm. a uh, you know an alternate universe. This is definitely just crazy. Everyone knows who John Wick is. Um, it's it is a wonderfully fantastic um 
action uh, franchise, and they just keep getting better and better. And these sequences in this, like you already mentioned, Daniel, the one that takes place in the seemingly knife um, <laughs> depository, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, but oh my gosh, those knives going, you know, through people and in people and heads and backs and... It, it is just crazy town. It just, and then there's another sequence that takes place. I believe it's in Morocco with, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. with two dogs. I won't give away exactly what happens, but the dogs in this movie are so, uh, just so freaking cool. Like um, unbelievably yeah. well, well crafted and well done for and me. Very little CGI with those dogs. They did the, the dogs did a lot of those stunts, which is just crazy that I didn't know that I need, I need yeah. to look at the, the, the behind the scene, but that is the, the great thing about this is that, Keanu Reeves does most of his, you know, stunt work. Mm. Um, Halle Berry spent months uh, training, uh, and it just really shows the way that they hold the guns, the way that they, you know, treat them, the way that they fire them. Mm-hmm. All that stuff just feels so real, but in a completely surreal world. And I just, I, I just find it fascinating and fun. Um, I, I love this movie. I really, really do. I own the other two films. I watch them both from time to time. This one will be, uh, you know, right up there. I love the addition of Asia Kate Dillon, the adjudicator. That 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 character was amazing. And I should I I I don't know if you guys watch Billions. Do you guys watch Billions on Showtime? No, I haven't. She is on Billions, and um, I love her there. Dang, I keep saying her. Anyway, so the adjudicator that uh, addition was fantastic. It really, uh, I love to see to see that. Um, and Halle Berry uh, was a new addition too, and she, like I said before, she was really, really great. So that's what I thought of John Wick Three. Should we just hop in for a real quick spoiler? Or is there anything else you guys want to add before we do kind of our rating system here on the screeners? No, nope. not really. I, 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 one thing that I noticed that you know I've only watched John Wick One and Two once each i've not i've mm. not watched them multiple times one thing i guess i had forgotten w- was the fact that like when when they're fighting and killing people on the streets literally nobody notices anything <laughs> no so it's hilarious it's just hilarious <laughs> yeah, to watch them just so funny. going ham in the middle of like this, this crowded street and everybody just kind of casually looks over at them and then goes about their business it's just this world is just ridiculous it's amazing yeah, exactly. And that is a good word. It is ridiculous. It is a ridiculous setting, but um, so much fun. Uh, if, as long as you enjoy extreme ultraviolence. Um, yes. Because it's if, brutal. Yes. If, if you're not prepared for that, you might. I mean, I, I was watching this. It must have been with uh, there must have been a couple behind me who had not been familiar with the franchise who just decided to see this on a whenever it was that I saw this a Tuesday afternoon or something. And um, she, they were just like continually very screaming out loud like oh oh ah like throughout the entire because i mean some brutal things happen and and their visceral reactions were just hilarious i kept chuckling to myself uh wondering what they were going to do next all right so uh here's the deal guys should people see this in the theater should they rent it should they wait till it comes out on netflix or should they just skip it all together daniel what say you Man, I um I have a hard time with this one, um because it's it's genuinely really enjoyable. It's very fun, but like I said in the in my review, it's it's a specific type of thing. If you don't like ultra violence, if you don't like you know crazy fight scenes, 
this isn't for you. I mean, this is like kind of like a, an American version of a Kung Fu movie. You know what I mean? It's like a different, yeah. it's like our own version of, of it where it's just kind of fighting throughout. And um, so, so for a lot of people, that's just not their thing. I think it's barely my thing. I think that's why <laughs> I enjoyed it less than you guys, um, but it's still enjoyable. So I, I would say if this is kind of like the, the, the very weakest yes seat in theaters I can give. Don't, don't rush out, but, it's it's worth seeing in theaters. I mean, I think it's if you're gonna see this movie, um, theaters is probably the best way to do it. Got it. All right, April, where are you at on that? I would definitely say if you've seen John Wick one and two, you should definitely see John Wick three in mm-hmm. theaters. Um, and do, do you think it would be confusing though if you didn't see John Wick two to see John Wick three? I think you need no backstory yeah, this, at all to watch okay. this movie. Just like Daniel said, these things are so simple. And they say within the first, I think, 30 seconds of this movie, you know, he's been excommunicated and all the assassins are trying to kill him. I mean, right. what else do you really need? It's, it's That's so That's true. They just, they just not as much detail on the world in yes. this movie yeah you might you might not understand what that coin is that yeah. has, you know that has the blood uh, fingerprints yeah. and all that yeah, yeah. You, you'll That's definitely true. be missing they, they out they could probably figure it out with context clues but yes yeah. i'm gonna say yes see it in theaters yes and i fully agree i saw this in imax with a group with a with a fairly large group of people and we should say by the way it did really well it was the first it film did. to beat um avengers endgame at mm-hmm. the theater mm-hmm. so um people were looking forward uh, i believe to uh, some kind of ultra violence uh you know palate cleanser uh from all of those superhero uh antics that have been happening uh, so far so yeah so i had detective pikachu at number four on yeah. my summer movie wager and uh john wick three grossed very close to the same amount of money that detective pikachu grossed uh so i think i really guessed it wrong here i don't think i even had john wick in my top 10 um so i don't know it's it's doing very well i think it'll it's r-rated so it's gonna have fewer comebacks um obviously but still it's it's doing very well each each movie keeps doing better than the last and they just today officially greenlit john wick 4 right that's what i was gonna ask because how they yeah. Oh, it was how they yeah. Ended it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty clear. I don't even think that's a spoil. It's pretty Is clear it, that yeah. there's going to be another one, you know. So yeah, uh, so it's interesting. Yes, no, that that's that that's good to hear. That's interesting though. That I mean, I have John Wick on my dark horse. Um, I was same, not same. expecting for it to do so well. Um, but you know, who knows? We'll see if it's got any kind of staying power. Does anything, what is open, what opens this weekend? Anything? Uh, well, this is Aladdin, so that'll do decently. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, and, and Brightburn opens this weekend, which I think will do okay. Uh, And that's, it's going to attract the same audience, the R rated, uh, R rated audience. It's a little bit different though. Yeah, no, I think he, again, like what we've been saying is this, this, there's the barrier to entry to the John Wick films is super low. Um, so they, they, they are very simple but also unbelievably complex when it comes to like i said the 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 gun sequences the battle sequences mm-hmm. the fighting all that stuff is some of the most incredible sequences i've ever seen put to film i mean yeah. the really, choreography really great. is just is oh, out of this world it it's is yeah. amazing it's and and what's so good about it is they've done it so well so often there are very few like cuts too it's not yeah. like shaky cam cut 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 it is let the scene breathe and we're going to follow from behind this character as they actually do the thing mm-hmm. that they are purported to do their character to be able to do they can actually do which is 
almost unheard of in these kind of sequences. Like to have Halle Berry do the things that she does yeah, in this movie yeah. is just is like nuts to me. I can't believe they 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 did that. So it's cool. Um, yeah, and Keanu Reeves. I mean, this oh, is his third one, and, yes. and he's he's one hundred percent believable in all of these fight scenes. Like, yeah, um, he does ninety nine percent of it, man. He yeah, really does. I mean, no, and knowing all of the obviously it's choreographed, but like he's got to know what he's doing in order oh, to do yeah. all this mm-hmm. stuff, and yeah. so it's really really impressive. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. All right, let's yeah. just hop into it for, for some quick spoilers, and then we'll get into our top three. So let's uh, let's roll the spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? In that dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. I literally couldn't spoil this if I wanted to. No, you don't think so? <laughs> no. What, well, what, what did you guys? They, what did you guys think of of kind of the the ending of the, the his his mentor slash friend like turning on him and all that? Like, what do you what do you guys think of that? Isn't that kind of crazy? Well, I'm not convinced that he fully turned on him. Like, did he think that maybe killing him and or shooting him and pushing him off the edge was giving him a chance to survive, which no yeah. way he should have survived that. Right, but. I know. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> but, my point is, is that I don't know. I mean, he did shoot. He knows that the suit he's wearing is bulletproof and he didn't shoot him in the head. Like if you wanted to actually kill him, yeah, shoot right. him in the head. So obviously it does seem like, you know, he did some sort of like tricky business. But I just I was I was kind of like shocked at that moment. I was like, yeah, what? I was, was not expecting it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely think he, 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 he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew John Wick would survive because John Wick survived all of this ridiculous stuff up till now. Yes. So I, I think it was totally intentional. But that entire action sequence that takes place at the Continental was um, crazy oh, yeah. insane. Yes. But I, I still think my favorite action sequence was the one that takes place in Morocco with Halle Berry and the two mm-hmm. dogs. For like, sure. That, I, I, I could not believe what they were doing like those dogs straight up attack i mean like i don't even know how they shot that right. sequence i really didn't like i just as me as a filmmaker i was thinking through like how how would i how would i plan this out i must have taken so many weeks of prep and planning yeah. and making sure that the dogs knew what they're doing and making sure that the actors knew and keeping things safe i just it it boggles my mind how they were able to do that so i saw this many days ago so my memory of that scene might might fail me here but i think there were quite a lot of pretty still shots in that yes. scene where it kind of panned over the yep. scene so i was wondering if maybe they did because it was just pretty still and panning if they did like splice together moments you know where the dog runs in from off screen and attacks somebody and then it pans away and then the other dog comes. I was wondering if maybe they kind of did those one at a time and spliced it together, but I really have no idea. It could have been all at once for, I mean, they're, they're, this crew is clearly talented enough to do that. So I have no idea. Well, I know I'm cool. sure that I'm sure they shot it separately, but what I'm saying is that like, even those separate separate moments were so incredible. Like there's a moment yeah. where that dog freaking jumps like a th- mm-hmm. onto a three story ceiling. Yeah. Like yes. I, I was like, what am I? They actually did that. You know, Halle Berry bends over this dog, runs, jumps on tops of her, and jumps on top of the ceiling. I was like, I, I blown away, like unbelievably, like 
It was crazy. It was amazing. And the stunt so, coordinators confirmed specifically that shot was was real. That was not CGI. You can tell. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. The one, and there was one scene where um, I noticed it. They There was action, and then they kind of panned up, and there was like a second delay before the dog ran out. So I, I think that they, they were shooting a lot of it like in a single take. Yeah. Almost some of the yeah. shots, which was pretty amazing, and I think yeah. it was just awesome too that they the set that they had yes. was super yeah. cool, and and the fact that they were in Morocco like totally um, justified having all these mats everywhere that people would like fall off the ledge onto. Like I was just thinking for like the st- like there was one time where the guy just fell off into a bunch of mats. I was like, well, that was nice for the. Yes, that guy. Right, it, right. it was just so funny because it did feel like old school Hollywood. Like it, because it, yeah. it, it did not. The reason when I'm saying that is it feels like back in the 80s, early 90s, when you'd go see like an Indiana Jones film. A lot of those take place in you know some of the Moroccan you know areas. Um, and what I what I loved about this and why old Hollywood, I mean, and you kind of hit on this, Daniel, is that there's so little what I'll call visual. Um, CGI. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's so yeah, yeah. little. Obviously, you know, all kinds of wires are being erased sure. and all kinds of like, you know, little things. But for the most part, those th- moments are actually happening. And that is kind of what takes my breath away nowadays. I know in-game has a lot of wonderful like visual moments and flourishes, but all that takes place on a green screen. Yeah. It's all very yeah. controlled. It's all, you know, quote unquote fake. Here, if something goes wrong, people get hurt. People could mm-hmm. die. You know what I mean? And they're doing yeah. these things anyway. And it's that is what was so impressive to me um, about this about this film is is they were able to to pull that off and and make it look like genuine, like real humans mm-hmm. were were doing these things. It was crazy, absolutely crazy. Anything else that we want to uh, chat about? I mean, I know obviously, like you said, there's not a whole lot to spoil. It's you know John Wick fights this group of baddies and that group yeah. of baddies. I think the thing for me that sets John Wick apart from other just action-packed movies is, and they're my favorite parts of the films, is when <laughs> when they're fighting and they're like trying to kill each other or whoever John Wick's fighting at the time, and then they go into the Continental or whatever safe space, and then yes. all of a sudden they're at a bar chatting yes. about right, right. the what they were just doing or what they're going to do, or even if they're like just talking about normal life and going about, and it's like a timeout. And, I don't know. It's just hilarious it's to me. It's a job. That, it's, ju- yeah. it's just a job, yeah. Right, yeah. And, I, and I love, too, how all the characters, like, they respect John Wick, like even though they have to fight him and try to kill him, it's clearly not personal, and they actually are almost honored to be in this fight with him. Like it's just different from other films, and I, I love it. I don't remember the, the the final battle he had with that guy with the with the swords. I can't remember. I can't find his name on IMDb for some reason. The actor, um, but like when he like finally stabs the end bad guy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he sits back up, you know what I mean? And he just, they were like, it, it was, it was a pretty good fight. Wasn't it, man? Yeah. Um, it's just so ridiculous, but it's exactly what the audience is thinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. And, but I just, I love, like you were saying, like that kind of, um, they're all professionals here. Do you know what I mean? Like n- none mm-hmm. of these people are amateurs. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, and they're the best of the best. They're Titans, um, that are, that are fighting one another. I found that, uh, to be, Funny and hilarious and and, and really but well done. Yeah, that last scene is where I started to kind of get bored. That that, that yeah. entire ending fight scene, and not not that there was anything wrong with the fight. Not that there was it was a 
it was still phenomenal work and all that stuff, but it was just like more of it and more of it and more of it. And I was, I just kind of started to just lose interest a little bit because I just wanted to care a little bit more. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't making me care as much just because we've just been watching this for two hours already. And so, um, and so that last fight scene was where I really started, you know, wondering what time it was and, and stuff. So, wow. you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's good. Like I can't say any negative things about the fighting or about the choreography, or about the action or anything like that. Cause it's all, it's all phenomenal. It's just, I wish there was a little bit more substance underneath April. You said you felt like there was more story right. than you expected. What, what, what drew you in? Okay. So, um, so we're, we're watching it and probably the first 10 minutes, it's just people trying to kill him. Um, the moment that he goes into the, that theater, um, <clears throat> with what, what's her name? The actress. Angelica Houston. Yes. Angelica Houston. Um, to me, that was when the story really picks up. Cause at first when he, everyone was trying to kill him, I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be two hours of just him running from people trying to kill him. <laughs> it was though. <laughs> and no, it wasn't. Cause when he goes into the theater, then suddenly now he's trying to, he's getting passage. There's a ticket. He's going somewhere else. He's trying to meet the guy that's above the table. Like there's. I understand, like, still the general plot was still there, but there was there was just more to the story. He had different uh, he had different motives as it went on. So to me, I was expecting him to just be running around the whole time trying to avoid being killed, and I was pleasantly surprised that while yes, that was still technically what he was doing, there were other there were just other side plots in it. Um, and, you know, Halle Berry, I thought that whole thing. My favorite part was the guy shoots her dog and she goes oh. off and he's like, she goes, oh, the guy shot my dog. And John Wick's like, I get it. And I get it. I yes. just thought that was so great. I yeah. just, I laughed. I loved it. Yeah. And how about that motorcycle sequence too, man? I'm, mm-hmm. I I just, I, this, 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 I mean, everything about this movie. And the is, horses, they had horses too. The, yes. That's right. The horse seat, he gets on a horseback. Oh my gosh. It was so so crazy, crazy cool. I, for me, that is what this movie is. It's just, it's just cool, and it's well done. It's not, it um, is. it's not, um, like popcorn, like stupid, and like I don't even want. It is that. It is a little. It is that, but it's really well done. It's like I, on a higher plane than a lot of action films that are just there to be action, and they end yes. up being really silly and kind of dumb. Uh, this this movie is has a lot more going on. You can tell. Here's what I'll say: There's a lot of artistry going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They they've put a lot of care, time, energy, and effort to craft a world and a story that is that is fascinating and also entertaining. And I think for that. Uh, it is, it is definitely, it got an A plus for me. Um, obviously it's not going to be winning any, uh, screenwriting Oscars. Um, mm. there, there, that I completely say that, but if you're looking for action, there's not much better than this. There really yeah. isn't. There really let me say, let me say this. And I, I, uh, I wish I had said this before we got into spoilers, but there has been a campaign for, uh, I think almost, almost 20 years now to to get an oscar for stunt coordination man that doesn't um, make any sense that there isn't one which i know yeah. i fully support that i think i think it's been submitted like every year uh for the past 20 years and um and so i still don't understand why there isn't one but right. if there was one this this would be a, a massive contender uh Absolutely. i'm not sure i'm not sure Absolutely. what could beat this uh if that if that oscar existed yeah i mean Endgame probably would be close there but yeah um Yes, I think this movie is one of the most beautifully complex 
dance slash fight sequence films I've ever seen. And I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I would put it up against anything. I really would like you. It, it really is. It's astounding what they've been able to achieve here. And, um, it's, it's great. It's really good stuff. But like you said, it might not be for everyone. If you're not into ultra violence, yeah. this movie, you will hate. Um, <laughs> yeah. it is, it is brutal. It is brutal. All right. Well, unless there's anything else you guys want to say, I think we'll move on to our top three. How does that sound? All right. For this week's top three inspired by John Wick chapter three, we are talking about career resurgences that we want to see. So, of course, Keanu Reeves is back with another action trilogy. Um, Unexpected. Obviously, he had his career in the 80s. Then he had The Matrix. And now he's back at the top of the box office again. And so uh, he's had an amazing career resurgence. And so we want to talk about ones that we're waiting for, whether it's actors, directors, whatever. As always with our top three, the question is what you make it. Uh, I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm sure that Chris will show us that tonight. Uh, So... Uh, whatever that means, career resurgences, that's what we're talking about today, ones that we want to see. All right? And actually, you know, now that I think about it, John Wick Chapter 3 is not just a career resurgence for Keanu Reeves. Obviously, he's a star, but we got Halle Berry. She hasn't yeah. done a lot recently. We got yep. Angelica Houston. Maybe that's it. But uh, it's a it's a, it's a I great... I mean, Lawrence Fishburne's in there, too. I mean, he's been doing yeah. stuff, but I mean, let's be honest, like... This is a good crew. Uh, it is. It's crew. a really good crew. So, so uh, who do we want to see have the next John Wick mm. sort of franchise or whatever it is, the, the, the thing that brings them back to the top of the box office? All right, so that's where we're going. We're going to start with April. Who do you want to see have a career resurgence? Who's your number three? Okay, my number three is Dominic Monaghan. Do you guys know mm. who that is? From Lord, yeah. he plays Mary in Lord yeah. of the Rings and Lost. Charlie in Lost. Yes, yes. and I, I, he, I know. He, I looked at his IMDb. I know he's done other things. I have not seen any of the other things, nor heard of the other things that yeah. he's done. So, and I just think he's a great actor. I loved his character in Lost and in Lord of the Rings, and I would just really like to see him play a just a good solid. I get not a lead, but a good solid side character again because I think yeah. that's what he does best. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great choice. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't thought of Dominic Manahan in a long time. That's a really good pick. Um, I think he's great at those side characters, exactly like you said. I think he's really shined there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, Chris, what's your number three pick? All right, this is more of a kind of a personal uh, pick for me, uh, but I really enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm. and I would love to see Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, come back <laughs> and do something yeah. like yeah. awesome. Um, I know there's got she's got connections. People, you know, obviously love her, um, but you know, Joss Whedon, she's in that yeah. group and in that. So I'd love to see Joss Whedon use her for something and um i know she obviously she's has a family right now with freddie prince jr which blows my mind but anyway (laughs) um i know that she's she's focused on that but i would love to see her come back and do something where she's kind of like a you know the teacher or the master that trains Hmm. uh you know some you know ba girl to 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 do something awesome i i think she could really shine so sarah michelle geller would be someone i'd love to see back on the screen you know, I have still not seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's one of those shows oh. that's been on my list. Oh. And I haven't, I haven't caught up with it. And it's, the problem is, is that I'm not sure you would relate too much to it now. There's mm. been so much time. It, it, it was such a, such a, of its time, yeah, uh, yeah. deal. You know what I mean? I know they're remaking it. They're actually in the midst. Oh, of, really? 
yeah, of doing a brand new uh, series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So we'll see how that goes, but it won't be the same. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, for my number three pick, I'm actually starting with a director. Director I want to see come back. And uh, that is Frank Darabont. He, uh, I, I can't believe he's not making movies right now. I mean, he, he, he's only directed four films. Shawshank Redemption was his first fi- feature, mm. uh, one of the best films of all time. Then he did The Green Mile, uh, which is just amazing. Then The Majestic, which received mixed reviews, but still pretty solid. And then, and then The Mist, which is uh, also very solid. He's done some TV, like the, the pilot of The Walking Dead, but he hasn't directed a feature since 2007. So I want to see Frank Darabont make movies again. I want to see him make some dramas again, because uh, he's he's clearly such an amazing director. And so. I want to see him do some do some good stuff. I don't know where he's been. So that is my number three pick. Uh, April, what is your number two career resurgence you want to see? Okay, so I kind of have to explain this one because technically his career hasn't died. Mm. Um, he does a lot of voice work now, but is Alan Tudyk. Oh, I yeah. yeah. love him as an actor, especially in comedies, but... Even more serious, I was like, I thought he was great in A Knight's Tale and Firefly. And there is no scene better than at Death at a Funeral where he is, uh, that is just greatness. And Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So good. He did some, he did like his own little like uh, web series uh, called, what was it? Like Comic-Con Man or something like that. Like um, he did a whole thing with Nathan Fillion, their, their best buds. So yeah. Yes, I just, I think I would love, I just would love to see him personally acting more, not just doing voices, which he's amazing at, but I, I love him as an actor. I would, directors and producers out there, put him in your movies. Okay. Yeah, he's amazing in Rogue One. I mean, that, that droid, I forget the droid's name. So good. K2SO. I forgot. Okay, there you go. I'm a leaf on the wind. I'm a leaf on the wind. (laughs) Yes, man. Yes, I love Alan Tiddick. That's, that's that's true. I'd love to see him in more stuff. Yeah. All right, Chris, what's your number two pick? Look, I didn't really... So here's the thing. I didn't really look up to see if this person has been active, and maybe maybe he has. Maybe he's done a lot of stuff. I just feel like I haven't seen him a lot. He hasn't been receiving any critical praise. I think some of the roles he's taken are small. Movies have not been gotten, getting really good reviews. So when I say resurgence, I mean he actually takes a good role again. Okay, that's what I mean mm. by this. Mm. And that is Pierce Brosnan. Oh. Um, I feel like... He is so charismatic. Why isn't he doing something awesome right now? Um, he really should be. I can see him on like some HBO or Showtime or yeah. even like AMC series where he's, you know, doing something cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know why they're not, he's not being used properly. I know he's done small things. I think he even had a television show that he's didn't got do one all right that now, well. Actually. Yeah, but I don't even know what it is, and I don't, I, it, yeah. it just doesn't feel like it's on the radar right now. And I'd love to see him doing something that is that is a little bit more, I don't know, like well known. Yeah. Um, so I, maybe I'll go seek that out. But when the, he was, his name is actually the first one that came to my mind because I used to be, mm. I was a huge, I'm a huge James Bond nerd, mm-hmm. um, and so I just haven't seen him in anything that even comes close to his Bond era. And he is deserving of that because he's charismatic, he's funny, um, he's a great actor, and I just don't know why I haven't seen him in better things. So. Pierce well, somebody didn't watch Mamma Mia 2. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That 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 is that is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's a great pick. Awesome. 
for my number two pick, man, I'm just realizing my entire list is men. So I don't, I don't know what that says about me. Wow, but, you uh, are yeah. sexist. Wow. Uh, but, but that's what I got. So uh, for my number two pick, it's Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf hasn't been anything in a little while. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not been a super long time, but he's somebody who, you know, got famous when he was young and had the Transformers franchise and Indiana Jones and some other stuff. And then, of course, he kind of went crazy town. But he his performance in Fury proved he's got talent. Even when I've when I've seen uh, Transformers Two, which is just garbage, <laughs> his performance is still like it surprises me, even in such a crappy film. Uh, he just I can tell he's just got this great talent. And so I want to see him really use it. And so have he's you, actually got a f- sorry, Go have ahead. you seen the compilations of him uh, saying the word no in the yes. Transformers? Yes. That's so funny. It's so great. Sorry, I I just it's had to so throw good. that in there. I'd laugh every time uh, yeah. when I see yeah. that. He's got a film coming out this year called Honey Boy that premiered at Sundance that he actually wrote and is kind of based on his life. And he plays um, his dad, kind of the, the kind of role of his dad in his in his life story, who I guess was kind of abusive or something like that. So um, oh, he got really good reviews at Sundance. So I'm really excited to see that. I'm hoping that that takes off um, and, and maybe does something his, for his career. So, so yeah, so Shia LaBeouf was my, was my pick there. That's good. Have you seen the YouTube video of Shia LaBeouf, the song? Oh, oh. The song? By, You've not seen it? By Rob Cantor? It's, it's, it's the musical, Shia LaBeouf, the musical. It's I have no the idea best. what that's What? <laughs> okay, you have, as soon as this podcast is done, you have to watch oh it on YouTube. Oh my gosh, it's wonderful. It is outrageous and amazing. Okay, you have, I will watch it. It's just. Oh <laughs> my gosh, I, I'm almost started singing it right now, yes. <laughs> No, I want to watch it again. I forgot about it, and now I'm I'm going to have to as well. Yes, that's good. Awesome. Uh, All right, we're to our number one picks. April, who who is the person you most want to see have her career resurgence right now? Okay, so... I, I guess I did the sexist thing, too, because I don't have a female. Wow. I have two, ladies wow. and gentlemen. I have two. My <laughs> number one is a, is a lady. So just I, I got you covered. Fant- I got you fantastic. covered. Fantastic. <laughs> Good job, Chris. Um, this, this is a director, and he's directed um, a movie that is on my top ten favorite list, uh, favorite movies of all time, which is We Bought a Zoo. So Cameron Crowe. Mm. Wow. Um, he has not really done much. His last really, I guess, somewhat successful movie was Aloha, and it was just Oof. meh. Oof. Um, yeah, but he's an almost famous Jerry Maguire. Say anything. I I just would love to see him come back and just make another amazing movie because uh, We Bought a Zoo brought me to tears. Like surprisingly, wow. it was just so moving. Um, so I that's that's my number one, Cameron. Crowe. Yeah, I mean he hasn't had a uh, with with all due respect to We Bought a Zoo, he hasn't had a critical success. I mean, I'm scrolling through his filmography. I mean, right? It's been it's a been, while. It's been. Or, I mean, I liked Rebound Zoo, yeah. but that still wasn't like made like majorly acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's true. Yeah. That's a really good, really solid pick. I mean, almost famous is is so good. Um, yeah. Awesome. Great pick. Uh, all right, Chris. Who is the number one career resurgence you want to see? All right. So I'm hoping that. Um, a film coming out later this year will actually give her a resurgence. It's been so long since we've seen her in a powerful role that is she she's so well known for, um, and that is Linda Hamilton. Um, mm. I she's coming back in the new Terminator film um, in uh, the end of the year, and she's playing Sarah Connor yet again. And I'm telling you what. I love her. I don't know where she's been. I'm sure yeah. there's 
a story there. I'm looking at IMDb and she's been in a couple of like short, like television stuff. Um, it looks like, but she's not really, you know, been a, a, a huge seminal part of something. And I would love to see her kind of pick things back up, uh, in, uh, in that franchise, the Terminator franchise, but even moving, you know, on from that. So for me, Linda Hamilton, I can't wait to see her back in action. Yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm still very skeptical of another, uh, Terminator. I was about to say Transformers of another Terminator sequel. I don't uh, disagree with you. I, I'm just excited because of the talent involved in dark fate. Yeah. I love Tim Miller. I think Deadpool yeah. was fantastic and fun. Um, and so I think, I think we're in pretty good hands there. Uh, James Cameron wrote it. David S. Goyer. Oh, he did um, write it. I'm not sure that I knew that. Yeah. Well, story by I, I, oh, I, but oh, okay. but i mean like he and david s Gore, goyer uh, wrote out the, the the story um and um you know i just i i think i think that this could be something good something special um i mean i really love Mackenzie davis too so anyway i'm just really pumped we're supposed to be getting a trailer in the next couple of weeks um tim miller i follow him on instagram and he he's been talking about that so i'm hoping that comes out sooner rather than later i'm really pumped i love terminator man terminator yeah. 2 I think that might be my number my number two movie of all time. Wow, I'm pretty sure it is. I've got Jurassic Park and then Terminator Two. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. So wow. I can't right. wait. I can't wait for it. Nice, it's a great pick. Uh, for my number one, uh, this might. I don't know if this is going to be controversial or if it's going to feel like a strange pick, uh, but I'm going for it. Uh, and that's Will Smith. And again, that might seem weird because he's got Aladdin coming out next week, (laughs) uh, which is a very big movie. But he has not had a a a really successful film in a very long time, both commercially or critically. You know his his last uh, his last true box office hit was Suicide Squad, which uh, wasn't exactly a beloved film. And then his last box office hit before that was Men in Black 3, which again, which got decent reviews, but, you know, that's being generous. And so I was kind of going through his filmography. The last, like, truly successful film, good reviews, decent box office, uh, really successful for him was The Pursuit of Happiness in 2006. And and for somebody that we think of as this box office gold, or at least he used to be, um, it's been a long time for him. And so... He's got Aladdin coming out. He's got Gemini Man this year. What do you think um, of that, by the way? I was just going to ask I'm, you what you think I, of that. Man, I really wanted to like it because I think it's a really interesting premise. Uh, I just don't know. I, Ang Lee is a phenomenal director, but he's yeah. also kind of hit or miss. Right. And so when he hits, he really hits. But when he misses, it's it's um, it's not that great. So It's the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So... Um, I'm hopeful because I really want Will Smith to do, I mean, Will Smith's awesome. I mean, he is just amazing. I even watched some of his Facebook show that he's got going on, um, which is fun because Will Smith is just a charismatic, awesome dude. He is. So I I really want, I want him to get another Oscar nomination. You know, I want him to, I want him to do really well. And I think he's absolutely capable of it. So, um, so yeah, I just, I really want to see his career doing, doing better than it is because he definitely deserves it. So that is the number one career resurgence that I want to see. Uh, did you guys have any honorable mentions? I had a couple. Uh, what, what about you guys? I didn't. Um, <laughs> okay. My bad. I, do- <laughs> I did actually. My honorable mention is female, so maybe I should put go. her on. But um, Cameron Diaz, 
Oh, yeah. She hasn't she really been. Did she retire? She well, retired. she should come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she retired. I don't know what the reasonings behind it are, but yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That would hmm. be a really good, that'd be a really good pick. Yeah. If she hadn't retired. Good job, April. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my honorable mentions, I just have, uh, have a couple here. One is Peter Jackson, who um, still obviously yeah. has a successful career, but he has not made a good film in, uh, in some time. And obviously we know he's capable. So I want to see him, uh, yes. him come back a little bit. And then the other one is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, I don't, I don't exactly yeah. know where he's been, because uh, he's a really talented dude. He's, I mean, he's in one of my favorite movies of all time, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yes, um, yes. So yeah, and uh, he was. Well, I feel like the last big film he was in was Looper, right? Was he anything? Yeah. Well, he directed um, Inception. Uh, I think that well, was before Looper. Was Inception that was before, before Looper? Looper. Yeah. Was it? Okay, he, all right, may, may, maybe I have my time. He made his directorial off. debut with Don John, that film. I actually mm-hmm. never saw it, um, but that was pretty successful. I was at Sundance the year that oh, it nice. premiered there. Nice. Yeah, so I think that's kind of his last thing. He's really busy with that website that he's got, um, Hit Record. Um, yeah, which I went to one of those shows, and it was super awesome. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, cool. well, I, I can't him. really describe it, but it was cool. I want to see him return to movies because I think he's a super talented Agreed. guy. Oh, you know what? Snowden. That's that's one of the last things he was in. Right, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, mm. that, was, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> anyway, come back, come back to screen limit. All right. Well, that wraps up our top three this evening. Uh, let us know what career resurgences you want to see. We want to hear from you guys. So make sure you chime in on social media. Tell us where you think we're right, where we think we're wrong, and who we left off. Because I'm sure there are tons uh, who make a good answer here. All right, and with that, we are going to wrap up. We will see you next time as we review Aladdin. We're really excited to see that one, and we'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.